Well, good. Hey, awesome people. Welcome to episode 276 of the Train Smooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg. If you have any questions you'd like to submit through to the show, jump on through to the website. Trainsmooth.com is the one you want to click on. Or just send me through an email. Tim at Trainsmooth.com. Um, before I get cracking, big thank you, big shout out to Wayne and Christine from 17 Hours for uh, everything you guys do for me. They've accepted me on as part of their triathlon team again this for the 2018-2019 season. Um, they've got a just a good small triathlon team. Now, so anyone who doesn't know, 17 Hours is a, um, a really good triathlon clothing brand and i've been part of the triathlon team now from about 2015 and i was it turns out i was the very first person they put into the team and um and i think they kind of just stick me keep me hanging around because you know like i'm more like a mascot i think I they probably just feel sorry for me than anything because yeah, the team's filled full of elite age groupers or pro triathletes and then, then there's me so, so I, I I don't deserve to be in the team, but they keep me around, and while ever they're keeping me around, I'm super pumped because they've got super awesome awesome gear, and and I got my new my 2019 kit arrived in the post today. I'm super excited. So big thank you, love me some 17 hours. Uh, but today's question comes from BL. Uh, I have two questions for your podcast. How many races do you recommend per season? I plan to to do two sprint distances and Olympic distance before my main race, a half Ironman, and are doing two sprint distances within seven days, okay, and are two weeks after an Olympic distance race too short before doing a half Ironman? So this is a cool question. I like it. Um, when we're dealing with sprint distances, Olympic distances, our bodies recover really quickly from those. So you can give yourself, you can flog yourself to living daylights with these races and recover fast. You know, an hour, two hours after a, a sprint distance, you feel, you feel a-okay. You think, God, I could probably do another one. Um, the longer the races, the less you need less you should be doing and the more recovery you need between um but doing a sprint distance you know you could probably do crazy number of sprint distances week in week out um and and you just do it as part of your training that that would that would work um doing an olympic distance Doing Olympic distance, what is it? I plan to do... Bear with me, this is a great podcast, I know. And two weeks, I'm doing a... um, Two weeks after... And doing two weeks after... So you'll be doing an Olympic distance two weeks before your 70.3. Now that's good, because I'm a fan of... um, It's not too soon. I like that a lot, because what you're doing is just starting to really condition the body ready to race you're testing everything out as well um and then you can especially and i'll take it a step further you got um i like depends on how fit your athlete is the athlete is doing a like a 70.3 before an ironman so you might say if if it's a really you know two three weeks out from an ironman you hammer out a 70.3 
and then you can start your tapering off from there. I we we had um, one just not that long ago who did a seventy point three three weeks out from an Ironman, and he um, there was no no rest or very very little rest, but leading into this seventy point three, and and we I told him well before because he said do you think it's a good idea and i said i like it but don't think you're going to be resting during race week for the 70.3 because you're three weeks out of a nine man you start resting for that 70.3 and then you got to recover after it and then you know start tapering there's too much too much downtime there's too much you know your training loads right you know drops silly so we we dropped a little bit of training not much like the day before he 70.3 he did a two-hour ride and a 30-minute run off the bike that was you know his rest going into it and he nailed the 70.3 um and then the next day on the monday we i think he did a two-hour moderate ride and then we gave him two full days off thereafter that to to try and shake out some of that fatigue that just got built up during all that but anyway i i digress so with your sprint distances yeah i'd be p- plugging them in wherever wherever possible that's if yeah uh you would we would really wouldn't want to be doing a hell of a lot of 70 sprint distances leading too closely to your 70.3 purely because those days are probably best spent doing you know something better that's going to help you with your target for your 70.3 so for an example let's say you're eight weeks out from your 70.3 and you've got a sprint distance coming up that's on the saturday well that saturday might be best spent doing a three four hour bike ride or, or let's say you're six yeah a month out from your your 70.3 and there's a sprint race on the sunday well that time might be best spent doing a two-hour run so, you you just got to look at it like that. But I, I, if if they're twelve weeks out, yeah, go throw yourself a seven. Go throw yourself a, into a, a sprint distance, and maybe um, if time allows you, just go do another easy run in the afternoon for an hour, just so you can get some extra miles in the legs. I, I do I do like all that stuff. People say, oh, you know, quality over quantity. Yes, but. You also need you. You do need the volume, In, unless you've got years. I, I believe anyway. Unless you've got years of continuous training and these huge, you know, big races under your legs, you still you you got to put some volume in there. Um, so I, I like all that. So good luck with it all, mate. And we'll keep we'll definitely be keeping in touch as we go. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website trainsmove.com. Till next episode. You know what I'm about to say. Hey, Ruth.